The Mantis-class resupply drone, known as the USCSS Aristotle, flies down to the planet DH-051, avoiding the massive ion storm cloud heading directly for its destination. From space, the planet looks bleak, a massive dark grayish blue chunk of rock covered in dark storm clouds that never seem to disappear. It doesn't look much better when you get closer. The lifeless chlorine-poisoned landscapes plunges into jagged crags and canyons dotted with bubbling acid swamps. Wayland yutani would have passed this planet up if it wasn't for the fact that it was also extremely rich in the gases that make hypersleep possible. The ship flies towards its destination, a structure the size of a small skyscraper. The whole thing is supported on its corners by four massive pillars. The bottom half of the building looks like someone slapped together as much factory equipment as possible and only made the barest of attempts to seal it off from the planet's poison air. The ground below has a lot of shed-like buildings dotted beneath it with cheap tubing connecting them to the nearest pillar. Silhouettes of figures walking inside them, busy coming and going with mining equipment and the spoils of gas from beneath the planet's surface. The Aristotle flies towards the upper half of the building, which conversely looks almost like it was constructed with a visually pleasant aesthetic in mind, mostly smooth and uniform. It homes in on a landing pad on the far side, and as it whizzes by it passes a massive serial code painted all the way down the drab steel-colored building reading SC-352. The ship starts landing on the pad, hitting angles and speeds that only a mother AI could so flawlessly pull off. The docking clamps soon attach and hiss as it decompresses, and almost as soon as the doors open, people rush aboard to take supplies off in a hurry as dangerous clouds roll ever faster towards the building. The company assures everyone that they're perfectly safe from the storms as they do this procedure. The company also promised four working elevators at all times, a replacement to the water heater two months ago, and more recent entertainment cartridges for the cafeteria TV. We cut to inside the outpost, a black cat with white paws and a white forehead patch being carried, squirming underneath the arm of a muscular-looking woman dressed in a Wayland yutani guard outfit. She walks through the poorly lit oblong hexagonal hallways and stops in front of a door that says research, punching in a code into the loud clacking number pad next to it. It gives a confirming beep, but the door doesn't open. She slams a section of the wall right next to the pad and it gives another confirming beep and then the door opens. She walks in, plops the cat on the floor unceremoniously and says, God damn it, Porowski, you promised us you could keep this thing contained to your lab when we let you have it in. It took us nearly two hours to hunt it down in the refinery. I was hungry. <sighs> for what? We don't have any animals here except for this thing. And humans, I guess. Yeah. They barely give me enough rations. <sighs> oh my god. Just, just keep it in here like you said you would. Otherwise, like, I, I can't promise if it goes down to refinery, that it won't get, like, smashed by something, okay? And I don't want that to happen to you. Or to it, I guess. I don't I don't know. One of the two. Just glares daggers until she leaves. Uh, she wouldn't actually be that intimidated by it, because you would know from working here for a couple months now that uh, Eleanor Otto is... Former colonial marines, so a little scrawny scientist like you would not, like, intimidate her, but she does just... He's not trying to be intimidating, he's just... She maggers. (laughs) Yeah. Resentful resentful in general, because he got interrupted. Yeah. Um, So she just shakes her head and, like, mutters under her breath as, um, as Watson comes back up to you, like... Not liking being manhandled like that, and just, like, tries to hide under your chair. 
All right, little boy. She's gone now. All right, and it's not long after that first interruption that uh, you're interrupted and again. Just before that, though, mm-hmm. uh, after she's gone, I give the cat the rations that I forgot to eat. Aw. <laughs> Clearly right. indicating that I was also lying to her. <laughs> um, so... Not long after that interruption, uh, Emil uh, Rasmussen, the foreman of this entire thing, uh, does you the courtesy of knocking on the doorframe because uh, Otto left the left the door open, and um, and says, "Otto, your your equipment that you ordered uh, came in. It's on the Aristotle today." Wait, Otto. Uh, Otto is the guard. All right, so she's talking to her. Uh, no, 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 no. I meant Pera- uh, Paraski. You're- Paraski, your <laughs> equipment that you ordered came in uh, today on the Aristotle. All right. Where is it? Uh, over by the docking bay. You're going to need to sign for it. I figured I should come here because the last time some people who were getting stuff off the ship came to talk to you, get you to sign a thing. You you scared them a little bit, I think. <laughs> Oh, my little me. Yeah, li- only a little bit. <laughs> All right, fine. All right, follow me. Um, so the docking bay is not at the top floor, but it's damn near the top floor. So she walks you into the only working. El- Actually, no, it would probably be faster to take the stairs because the elevators are currently like super busy because. Uh, three of them are broken, and one of them has to be maintained at all times because it's getting four times the amount of traffic that it needs that it typically gets. So she um that it's rated for. Yeah, that it's rated for. So uh, she leads you to the um to the the docking bay, and uh, some guy walks up to you, and he just like hands you a clipboard to uh to sign for it. All right. Uh, Porowski's signature is sloppy and really only indicates about two or three letters in his full name. Wow, I feel so called out right now. (laughs) The rest just being long squiggles. Again, still feeling the secret to his signature, really. (laughs) So, so what you're saying is is that he signs like someone with a PhD. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. All right. uh, I should also indicate while he was walking down the hallway, uh, you would have seen a person with messy hair and uh, a distinct slouch in his posture. All right. Someone who's not very used to standing up most of the time. All right. And then um, so we're going to cut away from Maxwell and uh, we're going to cut over to Logan. Logan, uh you're down in the refinery just watching over the workers, making sure nobody's uh, slacking off too much. When um, when uh, Hermina um, Medina, one of the other guards, uh, comes up to you and says, resupply ships here, go up go up top and, uh, and look over it. Make sure nobody's slacking off up there. I've got down here. All right. Question I- is, do you take the elevator or do you take the stairs? I take the stairs. <laughs> okay. All right, it's a long climb up, but uh, eventually you get up there. And there you see a person um, 
they they got like short hair and a goatee, and they walk up to you, and uh, they and Joshua uh, Swartland says, "Hey, uh, Lombardi, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, sure. Um, so they pull you to the side, and they go, "So that that thing you asked me to like help you look into." Hmm. I've got no leads. I've checked all the inventories outgoing several times, and everything seems to be on the up and up. Well, that's good, I suppose. Yeah. Um. Do you want me to keep looking into it, or do you still think that like stuff's going and disappearing? Yeah. Let's let's leave it alone for now. If anything seems on the Something wrong or something. Uh, we'll take a look into it then. All right. Uh, so they nod and they um they head on off to uh to take inventory on the stuff that's incoming because uh Joshua here he's labeled as bookkeeping on the D twenty, but he's like he's bookkeeping and inventory, and he runs the company store. So. They've got a lot Great of corporate structure. Yeah, they've got a lot of stuff going on right now, and so got a really good separation of duties going on. Mm-hmm. Sort of the general quartermaster slash armorer, pretty much does a little bit of everything. Yep, as long as it's like numbers related, they're on it, but uh, they don't really do a lot of physical labor. Uh, so th- you know so this. Good. So they're a nerd. Yeah, they're they're a nerd, pretty much. Um, Fucking great A. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna go from Joshua and Logan to Joffrey to Jeffrey. I want to say Joffrey because of how it's spelled. It's it's, it's Jeffrey. It's, it's Jeffrey. Said Carmine. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. I have to get used to this. It's Jeffrey Carmine. Old fashioned way of spelling. It is the old fashioned way. Of spelling. I do it because it angers Kalon, and that's you- what matters. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey with a G. Jeffrey. I should have put an EY at the end. Oh, I did put an EY at the end. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, it's Carmine with a Y. Thank you. Yep. So, uh, so. The camera doesn't have to pan too far because uh, today you're helping unload shit off of the Aristotle with uh, one of your more recent friends, uh, Travis. His, his name is uh, Travis uh, Vandencourt. And he's he's basically, like, you guys are basically getting a ton of shit, uh, lugging it out, putting it on a, um, putting it on, like, a pallet, and then some other people are, like, taking those pallets and uh, and going to the elevator waiting an exceptionally long time for the elevator um, and then uh, transporting it to the various places that it needs. You've got, you know, your food, you've got your water. uh, And you've also got one that's uh, got a specific label on it. That's um, that's a label to Maxwell uh, Porowski. There we go. Porowski. (laughs) Nah, gift for Maxi. (laughs) Why do you keep calling him? Like, I'm pretty sure. He hates you, Jeff. Come on, Jeff. You gotta, he's, you gotta he's, he's he's just he's just prickly. He just needs to come out of his shell. You've just, been saying that. Give it time. Every day since he came here two months ago. 
I, I'm sure he's a wonderful person. Have you seen his cat? Can a bad I person s- keep a cat? Don't answer that, actually. <laughs> he I'm looks sh- like he was I- about to answer, and then he, then he just smiles when you say don't answer that. Look, all I'm saying is I, I, think, I think he's a decent person. I think he just needs to come out of a shot. You know, let his guard down a bit. You've been here how long? Uh, almost a year at this point. Yeah, you're out, like, what, next week? Ah, oh, yeah, I can finally go home to the family after all this time. Yeah, yeah. And then he puts a hand on your shoulder and just says, Do yourself a favor and just forget about Max for the last week. <sighs> but... In the distance, you friend. hear, It's a... Well, who the fuck ordered a C4 part? I specifically <laughs> ordered a D4 part. I typed that... Goddamn number in five times on the order form. Where the hell is Josh? <laughs> Look, I, I, I like to think I'm a good judge of character, and I'm sure he's he's a wonderful person. Josh, you can see, <laughs> just very timidly starts coming out and running towards Max to help him with this C to D4 issue. <laughs> and then finally, uh, we're going to go down a bunch of floors. And uh, Jules, Jules Austin, you are currently helping to take care of German, uh, German Lorenzo. They're a minor, and they recently got caught up real, cut up real bad on their arm, and uh, and they, from what you've heard of German, they might be a mute. Some people have heard that they, they just talk very little, but there's also like rumors abound that they're Sorry, mute. I hate the line from what you've heard of German, they might be a mute. <laughs> Look. But they've <laughs> but they've got like a big nasty uh cut on their arm that they recently got from uh work related injury. And the rules of the game state that you don't have to roll if like there's nothing really at stake. So you can just say you're a good enough medic that you're just taking care of this right now. I have treated far worse than this in my time. Yeah. This is just what? You got sloppy with a piece of mining equipment and you tripped and fell? I don't know. I don't know what dumb shit you miners do out there when you're on the job that has you coming into my office all the time. I swear to God, it shouldn't be this difficult to just be careful and watch your power tools. They, I've worked, I've worked with jarheads who are more thoroughly cautious about their tools than you people. Uh, as you say that, as you say that, Eleanor's, uh, Eleanor Otto is walking by, and she just sort of flips you off. <laughs> <laughs> I would return it, but my hands are currently full of <laughs> miners who aren't properly careful. All right, uh, so so they just sort of look extremely guilty uh, that as every time uh, as you're scolding them, they just sort of look to the side, try not to make eye contact, mostly, well, mostly because one, eye contact would be really hard since you're working on a big cut, and two, they don't want to look at their own blood. Coward. <laughs> it's, it's just blood. You're full of it. It's around you all the time. I swear to God. Uh, again, they just sort of sheepishly, like, try not to look at you. <laughs> Lord, okay, so, you know, 
very thorough disinfectant because there's all kinds of crap on the tools that you people use because you don't sterilize shit. Why would you? It'd be a waste of time. I'm not faulting you for that, but still, it's they're disgusting messes. So I have to clean it extremely thoroughly. And then, I don't know, is it deep enough that it needs stitching? Um, it might need like two stitches near the very middle. Okay. Like Are you going to be able to, to hold stitches anyhow? Are you going to be able to hold still for this, or do I need to put you under? Uh, they very actually no, because you don't talk. So let me ask that in a simpler form. Do you need me to put me? Do you need me to put you under for this? They shake their head. No, they okay. yeah, shake shake is no, shake is no. I always confuse shake and nod for some reason, but no, they shake their head. Okay, all right. So I stitch him up. I stitch him up good. I've stitched up <laughs> a lot worse than this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're probably not going to be able to like do any mining stuff, but they, there's other jobs that like uh, the outpost can put them on um, while, uh, while, while that's healing up. And, uh, don't do anything that's going to require the use of that arm. I don't want you to have to come in here again for another set because you popped them because you were straining the arm carrying something heavy. They nod and uh, head on off. And it's around this time um, uh, Rasmussen comes in and once again gives you the courtesy of knocking on the frame of the door, but also makes it very clear that she is not interested in looking for permission. She's just giving you a courtesy. Who's hurt now? No one. It's just, uh, well, you've never gone through one of these ion storms, right? You've only been here for two weeks. Correct. All right. I just figured that we should let you know. Um, it's something, it, it probably won't happen. Very unlikely because, let's face it, most of these guys are careful enough that, not, that they, uh, they don't do something that catastrophically stupid. But um, if something happens bad enough that, We'd have to quarantine a place. We can't just send them to Central. We're gonna have to take care of that shit here. So we're gonna. So we have to undergo stuff called emergency quarantine rules. So just just keep an eye out for that. It's not happening. At least not since I've become foreman. So there's that. Well, I guess I need to go recheck the inventory and make sure that we're prepared for that sort of thing. Yeah, probably for the best. Uh, this storm's going to last, apparently, according to the guy on the radio, uh, he said that it's going to last about 48 to 52 hours. Oh, that's not long at all. It's not long, but like if somebody gets severely hurt, uh, 48 to 52 hours can turn into a lifetime, literally. So long as we're not talking about amputation, I think we'll be all right. All right, sounds good. And uh, she I, walks off to leave you alone. And I will go and check the inventory. Yep. Um, so the thing about the inventory is uh, it does come up a little bit short, but not too much. Uh, you figure that somebody just must have miscounted before they left and left you in charge. Well, if there's deficiencies, then they need to be filled. So it's time to go talk to whomever is in charge of 
supplies around here. I don't know. I'm awful with names, and I've only <laughs> been here for two weeks, so I don't know fucking any of y'all by first or last. Uh, so are you just asking somebody who's in charge of numbers? Yes, first person I've run across. I, I uh, just asked them, who's in charge of inventory on this rig? Uh, uh, that's Joshua. Uh, I think they're up w- dealing with the Aristotle right now. Thank you. And I will go there. Do you take the stairs or do you take the elevator? I don't know that the elevator would be a problem, so I take the elevator. Okay, so it takes a long-ass time to uh, come down. And uh, when you get off of it, there are people, they don't care that you're standing in front of there and like they don't care what your face looks like. They're just sh- they're just pushing supplies out uh, to, you know, they, we need fresh oxygen. Uh, the, there's some water down here that needs to be replaced that that's there. Uh, you know, replacement canisters for refining the hypersleep gases, all that. And eventually there's enough space for you to like crawl into the elevator and head on up. Hooray. All right. Um, and when you get there, uh, Joshua is still talking with Maxwell. He's like, no, no, Maxwell, I, pro- I, pro- I promise. I promise. We'll get it. Fit- Two promises ain't worth the shit on my boots. No, like, <laughs> it'll just have <laughs> to come in next week. This is clearly a square connection when I distinctly need something triangle shaped. Y'all know the difference between squares okay. and triangles? All right. Down listen. in your little division. All right, listen, listen. We'll get it fixed after the storm's passed. We don't have time to do it right now. My God damn it. Well, it's gonna set me back. All right. Okay. And then he, and then they sort of like place their hands at their sides. Then uh, go, go, go off somewhere else. I gotta see if anything else in this junk pile is worth taking down. All right, uh, they just sort of walk by, and then they splay their arms out, like, anybody else want to yell at me today? Maybe not yell, but I would like a word, I think. Okay. I definitely would have had to ask around the station a little bit to pick them out. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they walk over, and they go, yes, (laughs) I'm sorry, you're new here. I don't remember your name yet. That's fine. I don't remember your name either. Uh, my, I'm the doctor. Our medical supplies have been miscounted, and we are lacking, and I need to fill in the holes. And I understand you're the one I need to talk to about that. All right. Uh, like I just told Dr. Peraski, we can't do anything until the storm has passed, but... I will look into it. Let's go down to medical and you can show me what I need to order. And they walk with you down there. Um, Jeffrey, it's around this time that uh, you and Travis have finished, you know, clearing out the necessary stuff for, um, for the ship. So where do you want to, like, what do you do after that? Like where, what where do you think you should go after that particular bit is done? Because remember, your shifts are like fourteen hours long. So, I mean, well, the answer is first off to get something to fucking eat. <laughs> um, Look, Jeffrey's got a hunger, a craving for food. 
Um, so, Logan, you notice that, uh... The hunger. <laughs> Logan, you notice that Jeffrey is just fucking off without a, uh, pro- n- and it's not the proper meal time, but he looks like he's certainly heading towards the cafeteria. Hey, 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 where, where do you think you're going? To get food. Uh, okay. You got a reason? I'm, I'm hungry. It's, isn't that enough of a reason? Um, I know we all get hungry, but I'm pretty sure it's not your break time quite yet. I so? Look, I'm human. I need to eat. Look, I know that we... I know that it's kind of long, but come on. We're all in... We're all... this. You go off, and then I'm going to get in trouble for it. Look, if you, if you don't tell anyone, it's not a problem. You, you know that there's computers on this thing, right? Yeah, and there's shit. Yeah, and there's <laughs> shit in the shit direction. That's going to get Look, us all both in trouble. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. I mean, yeah, you got you got like a week left. But yeah, I'm here for a while. Your your point? I mean, I, I'm i the one getting in trouble here. I don't see your problem. Fine, they probably don't care. Just go. Good. I'm fucking hungry. And now oh. it's time to take the stairs. Okay. Um Travis walks you watches you walk off and uh and and it's like uh and goes to following he's like, Are you are you sure we should be Are you sure this is fine? Look, have Look. have you seen how poorly managed this place is? I mean don't say that too loud. I think Rem, uh, Rasmussen has got ears everywhere. Look, look, look. I'm, I'm going to let you in on a secret. Mm-hmm. They don't care unless you make a big thing of it. Okay, whatever you say. And uh, he goes to... He goes with you to go uh, have, have you know, a meal. Because here's the thing about uh, DHO51. It's got 31-hour days. So, uh, me, so... Meals like lunch and dinner don't really necessarily happen. It's, it's just like, it's a meal. Whatever meal you want it to be. If you think it's breakfast time, then go ahead. Grab some shitty pancakes. Exactly. Also, I'm going to wave goodbye to Logan, too. Uh, Alright. I hastily, or I cautiously wave back. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um... So... Back down in medical, uh, Josh and Jules are uh, taking inventory, and he's like, "Yep, yeah, I see where the numbers are off a bit. Um, I'll look into it, uh, but it could just be that the last guy counted them wrong. But I mean, we can requisition extra, please, and thank you. Yeah." Um, you ever been through one of these storms before? Never once. All right. Um, well, just so you know, TV fucks up. Computers tend to fuck up. Elevator in particular, uh, if if it gets real bad, we don't use at all. It just shit hap- just comes to a grinding halt for a couple days. But, uh, you know... It, it shit happens on this planet. I will take it under advisement. Thank you uh, for the warnings. All right. Uh, he nods and heads off and 
Um, Logan, uh, Herminia calls you on the radio to get back down since it looks like the Aristotle's all emptied out and nobody really has any reason to be there anymore. I I respond. All right, I'm coming down. All right. Um, So when you get down, uh, she goes, you've seen uh, Jeffrey anywhere. I need to talk to him about something. I think he wandered off somewhere. Great, 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 great. Do you know where he where he wandered off to? I don't know with him. It just kind of just kind of wandered off. I think he went over by the mess hall, maybe. Okay. Um, I'll <laughs> go check the is. mess hall. I'll go check the mess hall then. Uh, thanks. Yep. Yeah, uh, um, I think it's probably the fact that he's got like a week left. Yeah, probably. That doesn't excuse anything, though. You know, you try and talk to him, but yeah. All right. Um. So, Max, now that you're done yelling at Joshua, <laughs> uh, what do you do? Where do you go? Just what I said. I I was going to do, which is sort through the parts that I requisitioned see how much of it matches up to what I actually ordered. Um, aside from the, uh, aside from the C part, D part issue, it looks like everything here is just as you ordered the exact numbers. In fact, uh, the, if, aside from being the wrong letter, you also got enough of the, um, of the one part. So, Tell me, um, I, I kind of gave you an idea of why you're there. What is it exactly that you're working on right now that uh, that you're trying to figure out? Um, a more efficient gas refinery. way of uh, purifying the gases necessary out of the uh, gases collected off of the planet. And uh, do so using fewer parts and less energy. And uh, this was going to be basically my latest prototype. And um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to collect all of the parts, including the um, the mistaken part, um, use the elevator to roll it all downstairs because it's pretty heavy. And um, once I've just sort of dumped it into a corner of my lab, I'm going to head over to the machine shop to see if I can find spare parts I can use to just sort of cobble together a workaround because the, the C and the D were connector parts. So now I've got to just sort of tape enough bits of metal together to uh, make the connection some other way. All right. Um, so I'm trying to figure out if this would be worth rolling for or if I should just like, you know what? Yeah, let's let's do our first roll. Um, let me take a look at the at the skills here, because I am not 100% certain on what the skills are quite yet, but if you give me a second, I can find out what's the good, a good thing to find. Uh, roll me an observation roll. Ah, you got two successes. So, um, yeah, you're, you're able to find something in here that, uh, that you can gut for the proper parts and, the best part is you find an extra, so um, so even though you have to gut gut this one, 
you still have the uh, spare one laying around in case one, you need more or two, somebody actually needs this piece of equipment later down the line. I would probably gut the spare if nothing else, because it's more mobile. Yeah. All right. So you get the spare as opposed to the uh, well used one. So, yeah. um, All right. So Jeffrey, when, uh, you're in the middle of eating your meal with Travis, who is deciding to break the rules for you. When uh, Medina comes walking into the uh, into the cafeteria and goes, Carmine, a word. What's up, Hermie? Don't call me that for the last time. You don't. Don't. Please. Don't. Just don't. It's a sign of affection. I like you, Hermie. And he just... Just smacks uh, her mini on the back. Okay. All right. Point is, your liquor told you can't have that much here. Look, I, I need food. The human body needs no. food. Okay. Yes. Food, I understand. You don't need an, an you don't need eight bottles of Jack, though. I, I don't know what you're talking about. She gives you a look. Like, Actually, you know what? No. Go ahead and roll me manipulation. <laughs> Cannot wait to fucking fail this. <laughs> <laughs> no success. He doesn't have a single manipulative bone in his body. She just, she just gives just you a look. bubbles come out of your mouth. <laughs> she just gives you a look and that just says, come on, really? She goes, I know you only have a week left and I know... We are a bit lax here, but for God's sake, are you are you coming on the clock drunk? No, no, I I look I respect my job. I would never drink on the clock. Okay. Alright, as long as it's not on the I, clock. I would not jeopardize this job. I need this money. Alright, just just get down. You want some? She thinks for a long, hard second. She's like, leave a bottle when you leave. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And as she leaves, Travis looks at you and he's like, did you have that much liquor? Uh, Would you believe me if I said no? No. Manipulate. (laughs) <laughs> no. no. <laughs> to be fair, I'm not saying no in what direction is the thing. <laughs> Plus, he clearly doesn't have that much liquor anymore. He just gave away a bottle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So it's a couple. It's after uh, after Jeffrey finishes eating. You guys, uh, you and Travis, go back down uh, to the refinery. And the um the person that's actually working there uh looks at you too and goes, Where the fuck have you two been? Look, have you waited for that elevator before? That's no excuse. I saw every one of the guys that went up to the Aristotle down here before you two fucking did. Look, we could not find any space on that elevator at all. I don't give a shit. You could have used the stairs. So here's the deal. You two are in shit duty. Suit up. You're going mining. Okay. All right. So, uh, the process of getting uh, suited up 
is long. So you go over to the one working elevator and you head down into the, the very bottom floor and you walk through like the big cheap plastic tubing that uh, connects all these places. <laughs> and um, you suit up in, uh, in one of the, like the shed things. Uh, the suits are modified so that, like I said, they have a, um, extra air supply uh, connected through a tube on the back. And it's also convenient because it helps you find your way back. Um, you grab some mining equipment and uh, Travis uh, pulls up the the like, little mini wrist computer on the suit and like punches, clicks it a couple times and says, um, company says, go this way today, I guess. And just starts leading you down with him. Time to get lost in the maze again. Yeah, glad we have these fucking tubes, you know? One day I swear I'm gonna round a corner and get my shit beat by a minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, who hasn't done anything in a while? Uh, Jules. Jules, what are you doing now that the storm has properly started rolling over and has uh, started sh- messing with your equipment and um, and Basically, all communication is cut. I don't. I know communication not out outgoing to central, not a big deal for you because you're not very t- uh, personable. I will say, but still, that is one of the things that is that is happening now. By messing with my equipment, do you mean like my EKGs are going haywire? Um, it's it's a big ion storm. The the outpost has enough shielding in it that it w- isn't completely screwing it with it. But because this is um, retro futurism, uh, they are on like CRT monitors, and so there's like a little bit of static. I am wheeling my shit around the room trying to find a spot where it doesn't <laughs> screw up. All right. Uh, you know, how, you know how when you like you're trying to find the one spot of Wi-Fi in your house, and you're like holding your phone up to the ceiling. I'm doing that, but with like heart rate monitors. <laughs> that, or you're messing with the uh, the bunny ears of a really old TV set. Yeah, go ahead and give me a Comtech roll. Oh goody, that thing that I'm so good at. No successes. No successes. Um. So you do this for a while and it gets you really, really angry and you're just sort of, it's, it's just one other shitty thing on top of all the other shitty things that have been happening today. So go ahead and, uh, and up your stress a little bit up at a, go ahead and add a stress dice. Incidentally, I think if we've, if we've managed to build a rapport, you would know that I'm also kind of the, IT guy on the station. Right, but I also know that you don't like to be fucked with, so if I can solve this myself without consulting you, I would rather do that first. You know, respect respect a fellow solitude liker. Yeah, but uh, but now that you haven't... Yeah. So that is an option now that you haven't... uh, now that you can't solve it yourself. That is an option. And I'm not keen on having my equipment fail when I might need it. So I will I will go talk to the IT guy. How far away is his office from mine? His office is more on the 
uh, is above the living quarters where yours is below. So, but again, the the elevators can be quite jam packed. Do you want to take the elevators or do you want to just go for the stairs? I feel like I'm mad enough that I've failed to properly internalize that the elevators are not a good idea right now. So I try for the <laughs> elevators again. All right. It doesn't take nearly as long this time. Um, it is still dealing more is still doing more work than it should be doing, but uh, eventually it opens. There's not nearly as big a crowd this time. So you can like get in fairly easily. The doors, the doors are big because they have to like, you know, uh, account for like multiple pallet jacks and, and like service equipment and stuff. So occasionally you'll like even get a power loader in there. Um, so the, the doors yeah, are fairly big. It's a, it's a forklift sized elevator. So it has forklift sized doors. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you get, you get it there and it takes basically no time to get to, uh, Max's office. Uh, there's a couple stops along the way for people to get on and get off. But aside from that, it's like, an, it's an uneventful ride. Cool. Does the good doctor have a nameplate outside his office? That's up to him. I think it would be just scribbled on, just uh, to indicate that this is uh, my workspace in particular. I like but, to think uh, that you've like, like, like you took some uh, electrical tape and like wrote on it in in Sharpie. Yeah, because there's probably no such thing as like big fancy name plates on a station like this, especially with a rotating crew. Yeah, like, if, if somebody's here for a year, they're not going to pay for an engraved nameplate. Yeah, but... I know. Uh, when, well, you don't hear a response... How legible is it? Am I going to put your name if I attempt to pronounce it straight off the plate? Um, well, Max isn't that hard to remember, especially if you're um, buddies. That would be, like, the first name you would have remembered. Like you, you probably could not pronounce yeah. my last name at all, but Max. You can remember Max. Sure. I I assume then that I have permission to call you by your first name, so... Yeah. And uh, I we, will... Go ahead. Like I said, you don't hear any response when you knock on the door, but when you open it, you see that Max is sitting at his desk, the cat's in his lap, and he is just staring at a pile of parts intently. Doctor, are you especially busy at the moment? Well, at the moment, I am trying to unfuck my fucked up uh, prototype. But maybe a break will do me some good. What the hell do you need? The storm is screwing up a lot of my electronics, and I can't seem to solve it myself, and you seem like the most capable person on this rig. So I figured Ed, I would ask you if you had a moment. Ed does that. I've had... This ain't the first time. All right. Go on, Watson. I got a job to do. Wow. <laughs> Watson takes several moments to actually get off my lap. <laughs> yes. Like any real good cat, you have to prod him a couple of times before he'll get off. I will have you know my cat and I have a system. <laughs> yeah, so do, so do I. Like, me and mine, I just say, all right, Leia, it's time to get off. And she just jumps off. Oh, I just tap mine a few times on the side, and she figures out what's going on and gets up. Ah, okay. Anyway, enough about real cats. Um, Watson eventually hops down and um, probably starts, like, walking on some shelves that he's not supposed to walk on. I don't even notice that kind of thing anymore. 
Just unless I hear something crash, I don't care. <laughs> Under the theory that I've probably had to deal with this before during my two months, I don't think I should have to roll for this. No, 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 of course not. Like, um, it's you managed to um, actually you tell me how how well can you get Jules's stuff working again? Oh, um, honestly, I'd probably just sort of um, turn everything on, just have a look, and just point and saying, uh, that's as good as that gets, that's as good as that's gonna get, um, oh no, this one, uh, the wire's loose, let me just fill with that, uh, basic minor stuff, it's, nothing (laughs) has gone seriously wrong since the last Ion Storm. The last person who was in here had four plugs in the wrong sockets. <laughs> it's a simple ten minute fix. Yeah, and it's or, or it's just um, that uh, Jules isn't used to how it gets during an ion storm, and so I'm just pointing out that yeah. uh, okay, this is showing worrying signs, but it's not actually going to get any worse. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and and. Uh, Max is good enough that uh, a lot of the static is cut down, but there's always going to be some static because it's uh, shitty retrofuturism garbage. So, of course, there's going to be some stuff that's just going to straight up not work properly ever. Fucking Wu-Tai manufacturing standards. Mm-hmm. I don't know how anybody puts up with this. Oh, for me, it's the money. <laughs> All right, that's I a mean, good... sure. Oh, All right. <laughs> All right, and then, um, so, Logan, you're down in the refinery uh, watching everybody, making sure that they're doing their job when um, you hear your name being called, and uh, Joshua's coming up, and he's holding, like, a clipboard, and he's like, I'm, I might actually have something for you. Sure, Joshua, what did it? What do you got? Uh, he walks over, and um, he shows you the clipboard, and he goes, see if you can see something weird about this. I need you to roll me observation. It's just as a fun thing, because I you're the only one who hasn't rolled yet. Okay, hold on, let me figure out how to get my thing up. By the yep. way, I just noticed all of us have different uh strength stats. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, it's me. I'm strong and powerful and will crush you. <laughs> <laughs> Good for hugs. Exactly. Look, mm-hmm. Jeffrey gives the best hugs. He does get the best hugs. I got a success. A success. Um, so as you're looking it over, you notice that nothing outbound is going wrong. But a lot of inbound stuff is missing, just straight up missing. Um, it includes some medical supplies, uh, some minor equipment. But most striking of all is that a lot of oxygen is just straight up not accounted for anymore. Like there, there were supposed to be X amount of canisters. He went back, he checked. Now there's only this. Now there's only this many canisters. He's walked around. He's done some stuff, obviously, and like he cannot account for where these canisters of oxygen have gone. Or the hell did all this oxygen go? I don't know, but like who? Who needs this much oxygen? We're getting it all pumped into us directly. This, like, I, I don't get it. You got oxygen, medical supplies. Yeah. 
Hmm. Well, you don't, you don't think somebody's planning on taking a walk out in that shit, do you? Well, they do. I uh, don't think you have to worry about going after them because nature's going to take care of that. Well, um, well, next shipment's not going to be for a while, but next time we get shipment, we need to be extra cautious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. So, all uh, right. yep. Uh, oh, all right. That's just it. Uh, all right. Well, I, I guess that's it. Thanks for looking into it. All right. So, uh, Jeffrey, you and Travis are mining down in the area that you've been told to mine in. And, um, he's telling you the story of his youth. And, uh, and he goes, so anyway, we were driving around in the car and we have this fire extinguisher, right? And we're just spraying people out of the fire extinguisher with our, out of the window of our car after we've, uh, and then he just like the ground beneath him starts, uh, take, uh, giving way. What do you do? Grab him. Alright, um, I need you to roll me some sort of agility-based stat. Uh, give me a second. Like I said, I don't know the stat, the skills mobility? off the top of my head. Yeah, mobility. Go ahead and roll me mobility. No, this is unfortunate. Yep. Roll, might also, roll <laughs> combat. Might also be stamina. <laughs> yeah, I could have rolled stamina, which would be much more beneficial for me. Nah, I think it would have been more mobility. Um, so, yeah, you reach for him, but uh, you don't grab him, and he just sort of, like, slides and, like, sort of, he yelps. Um, go ahead and roll str- uh, at a stress dice, because this is a scary thing that's happening. That's yeah, not great. Um, oh, also, uh, Logan, go ahead and add a stress dice for, uh, for learning that, you know, somebody's stealing a lot of oxygen. I forgot to account for that as well. So, uh, after a couple of, you know, breathless moments that feel like, you know, forever, like, you could have fit your entire year tenure in those couple of breaths. Uh, he goes, you hear on the radio, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Good, 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 actually, very good. Uh, can you go, like, get a rope or something and, like, get me da- get me out of this p- place? Okay, just don't do anything stupid while I'm gone. <sighs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, Jeffrey's going to try to haul ass back to get a rope as fast as possible. Um, so you are like most of the way back when, uh, you hear Travis's voice on the radio again and goes, Hey, Jeffrey, I'm, I don't know what I'm standing in, but this isn't rock. It's, um, it's metal. It's like some sort of like actual refined metal in, in shapes. And like, I've been walking down this... It's like a hallway? What part of don't do anything do you not understand? No, there's 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 nobody here. It's nobody in it. It's the thing. Like, and it's, it's just... I think I'm in some sort of, like, building or ship or something. There, there shouldn't be anything down here. Yeah, that's why it's so weird. Okay, uh, well, I'm, I'm going back, and I'm going to get one of our superiors as well. Okay. So, um... So yeah, you. Hey, that's super cool, Travis. Turn around and walk out right now. Anything stupid. Just stop where you are. <laughs> All right. Um. He goes. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just, I'll let me know when you're on your way back. Like, when, let me know when you're most of the way back. I'll, I'll meet you there. I'll be there. Don't worry. Okay. You know, okay. Torpo. There is a skill 
called manipulation. <laughs> I think in this case, it might actually have to be command. Yeah, it would have to have to be command, actually. Yeah, okay, let's do this. Although, considering... It's the same. It's the same, Merle. Yeah. I, I want to do it anyway. Travis, I'm <laughs> telling you, don't do anything stupid or that you might regret. Nope. He's <laughs> like, no, no, no. Trust me, I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I don't... I'm like 90% sure nothing's down here. Um. Okay. So... So what do you tell the um your your superior when you get back? Like he he's he's there, it's like he's like, Carmine, I told you you're fucking mining today. I'm well aware, but we have an issue. What issue? Uh so Travis may have fallen through the floor, which is weird enough as is. I mean that's that happens, Kate. Problem is, he's apparently stumbled onto something metal, and also we need to get him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, hold on one second. Um, and he grabs like a small, like it's like a do- sort of like a dune buggy. The um, the the bigger tunnels are uh large enough to support this as it drives, and um, you know, it's fairly loud, and he's gonna like beat the horn the whole way, um, <laughs> just to, like get people out of the out of the way, and then uh. As as you're going through, you hear Travis go, "Hey, Jeffrey, I found I found something else down here." What? There's like this thing in like this blue containment field. I don't know. Kind of looks like a big leathery egg. Do not touch it. We have we have people coming. It's fine. I'm not touching it. I'm. Oh oh shit. What what did you do? I didn't do anything. I didn't. I didn't do anything. It just like split open at the top. Look, just stay, stay away. This Holy is shit, way above our pay grade. There's something moving in it. Do not touch it. We I'm don't not, know what it is. I'm not touching it, Jeffrey. Like there's something moving it, and then all of a sudden, oh, you just hear screaming. God, fucking damn it. Um. So you. So, uh, your boss, I never gave them a name because, uh, I was not planning for this character to exist, really. So, um... Would <laughs> it be the foreman? It... Actually, yeah, let's, we'll say it's the foreman. Um, like, Emil, she very quickly, like, you know, gets gets Pike, uh, Pike and Hammer, like, drives, drives it in and gets, uh, the rope tied, uh, down there and is like, get him now! Get him now! Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on it. This is... Oh, Jesus. All right. Um, so you follow like the, the, sh- the signal, uh, of this, um, of his suit and why don't I just follow you... the, the oxygen tube? Oh yeah. You feel follow the oxygen tube. That's right. I, f- I specifically gave you the oxygen tube. So that way you wouldn't get lost. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you, you follow his oxygen tube, like you're running full speed and you see him just laying on his back. And his helmet is mostly intact, but when you get up to, like, look at his face, it's extremely clouded, and there's a bit burned in the middle, and, like, you see some ridges. Something is covering his face. Uh, um, Emily, Emily, we have a situation. <laughs> On my way. Uh, she comes down here, and she's like, shit. Shit, shit, shit. And she, um, she gets on her radio and goes... Attention all personnel, attention all fucking personnel, this is emergency quarantine 
procedure. Everybody get to your goddamn bunks. Everybody get, stop working. If, you, if what you're doing isn't vital and doesn't, if what you're doing doesn't explode, drop it and go. If it does explode, finish up quickly, drop it, drop the next one and then go. We are dealing with an emergency quarantine situation often. And also, I kiss Porowski. Meet us in the medical center. We've got something. I say we drag oh, him back in case the tunnel. Oh, this sounds exciting. All right, so uh, we know what uh, Maxwell and Jules are doing, but what's Logan doing during I, this I'm kind thing? of making sure that trying to guide people and make sure that everyone's accounted for. All right, um, so as you're going along, um, uh, Otto, like uh, Eleonora, walks up and goes to you and goes, the fuck do you think's happening? I don't know. Maybe there's something going on in the mines. Like, what, an explosion or something? I didn't think this shit was explosive. I don't know. Maybe they found something under there. <sighs> like, they were quarantining it, so maybe there's a leak of some gas or something. Great. Just what we need. It's, all bad, it's bad enough that we can't even contract, contact Central. Whatever the fuck this is. I got a bad feeling about this. <sighs> it's probably going to be fine. Anyway, just... Hey, hey, Lorenzo! Lorenzo, get to your... Get to your bunker. Come on. Uh, and German Lorenzo just sort of like sort of very quickly darts into his bunk. He's like, God damn it. It's like people don't even bother listening. Yeah. And I'll, at the same time, I have my lighter and I'm kind of flicking the cover. Mm. So you're interacting with your uh, small item to reduce your stress. I, I just figured that it's a kind of a fidget thing where it's basically okay. it's like if he's stressed that he can toy with that a little bit. Well, that is actually the purpose of signature items. Um, if you want to, you can fidget with your personal item for a little bit and just immediately erase the stress. The, do I? Is it? Does that mean that I got? I can't do that in a future thing, or it's once per session. So you can do I, it now, I, or I you just can kinda, save it. Like I kind of look at my hand and like, hey, maybe not quite yet. That's well, kinda... I mean, you can say I can say that you can fidget with it, but um, but if okay. you. But yeah, uh, you can fit it. I don't get the, the I don't get the buff. Right, right. concentrating on it. Yeah, this this is just like sort of not a. Uh, this is just like sort of a nervous twitch when you're doing it on purpose to reduce stress. That's when I will say that you can reduce stress. All right, so yeah, um, so yeah, eventually, um, when Actually, it is, could I um, mm-hmm. could I be like passing by Logan on my way down and say. Hey, you mind coming down with us to the quarantine? I don't know what the I'm hell's sure. going on. I'm not the. I'm not sure what the hell's going on down there, but we might need an extra hand, and you got some. Eleanor well, looks at Eleanor looks at you. Goes, I've got this. Just go. All right, I'm in down. So, uh, also, just one quick question: Am I armed at this point? Uh yeah, you can be armed at this point. They would. They would 100 let you uh, arm you to. You know, if if a riot broke out due to an emergency quarantine, they would have let you suppress it. You three head on down, and um, Emily walks up and uh, looks at the three of you and says, "Okay, Lombardi, you can be here too. This is actually probably good. Everybody needs to be in hazmat suits because we don't know what the fuck this is." And she points to um to Travis just like laying on his back, but I can guarantee you, it's not safe. Still say we should cave that tunnel. 
Jeffrey, go go to your fucking uh, quarters right now. Just just go. Okay, just no. Oh, all right. All right. Just um, just looks up at Maxwell. And he's like, Maxie, I I believe in you. Please help Travis. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. kind of look over at Jules and wondering why he's looking at me. Actually, if I may, uh, whatever this thing is is attached to Mr. Van de Koop's head. It may have neurological effects on him, and so I would like to have someone strong to potentially hold the patient down if it comes to it. Isn't that Mr. Lombardi's job? Mr. Lombardi is here to shoot it in case it gets out of your grip. Oh, okay. All right, fine. Yes, all all of us put on biohazard suits. Um, so you guys put on some biohazard suits. Uh, there's some surgical equipment that you can use to um to get the to like very carefully cut the hel- the helmet in half and just like split it open. I straight up have a surgical kit gear. Item. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so you can so you can like split the um you can split the helmet open and what you see is sort of like a spider sort of deal, but it's got like the the fingers are way too it's like way too big to be a spider and it's got fingers clamped around his head. Um it's got some sort of like sacks that are uh expressing in like, you know, just like sort of a steady motion like it's breathing. And there's a tail, a very long tail curled several times around Travis's neck. Is it connected to his brain in any way? No. Part of my French, but this is fucking gross. This is my time to shine. I am going to use my talent of analysis. All right. <laughs> I roll, make an observation roll, and for each success I perform, I get to ask you, the GM, one of six questions. You must answer truthfully, but you are allowed to give vague or incomplete answers in order to avoid spoiling the scenario. And if I successfully analyze this, everyone observing me within a short range has their stress reduced by one. All right. Bitchin. Hell yeah. To it, Rockefeller. Although, if I fail this, all of your stress levels will go up by one. Uh, Why would you do me dirty like this? (laughs) So go ahead and roll observation. This is my best roll. (laughs) <laughs> and I got nothing. Here, here's here's the thing here's the thing there is such a mechanic known as pushing rolls where you can uh, take yes. all of the dice that did not come up as sixes and make them sixes this increases your stress by one um uh, i don't think you make you, them sixes i think you re-roll them oh yeah yeah I, that's what i meant right, I, right. you make you re-roll them um so basically all those blank dice you can re-roll but at the cost of upping your stress by one Yes, this does seem like an an appropriate time to do that sort of thing. All right, so go ahead. Uh, add. I think you add the stress one before you roll, and then roll again. Uh, it's uh, you push, and then you get the stress. Pretty oh, you sure push, and then that. get the stress. Okay, we'll roll. We'll roll it like that for now. Right. So I I will just make the roll again then, since mm-hmm. they were all some failures. Yep. There you one. go. One success. So go ahead and add a stress level. Um, everybody, everybody here is close enough that you can reduce your stress by one, except for, uh, Max, who literally just upped it. 
and uh, go ahead and ask me one question. Actually, real quick, mm-hmm. would that stress loss negate the stress gain? No, it would not. Okay, no, because the the uh, analysis only affects everyone else, not me. Okay, okay. Question one: How do we get the face hugger off? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. How does it work? So, as far as you can tell, as you're looking it over, um, you do a couple of things as you look it over to figure this out. You try obviously doing the obvious thing and like try prying at the fingers, but the fingers just clamp down tighter when um, when you try pulling them away, and it's, it seems it's like a bad idea to try and pry it harder because as you're trying to pry at the finger, it just kind of constricts the tail around the um around Travis's neck more as threatening to kill him, uh, probably by asphyxiating him. And you think that would, you think that, you know, him being his face being completely covered like that would asphyxiate him anyway, but you figure this thing is breathing oxygen into him. The little, uh, side flaps seem to be pumping in and out in rhythm with his chest. So I would have noticed that. Right, so he is getting a steady supply of air. Other than that, you have no fucking clue. Well, he's not in danger of dying just yet. Whatever this thing is, it's uh, it's keeping him alive, although it also seems to be keeping him sedated. Otherwise, he'd be freaking out long since before now. Alright, so it's a parasite. It's using him for something i never seen a parasite take over someone's face like that. What the fuck? There, there's a first for everything, really. But also, this is fucking disgusting. Uh-huh. Yeah, no shit. I, I wonder if it only preys on social species. Ones that would have an emotional attachment to each other like this. Because if we didn't care about each other, then we could just off the man, and then we'd be square. How many people were around when this thing jumped on him? Nobody. It was just him. Oh, then I wouldn't know it was a social species. Unless it eats good feelings. You know what? Maybe maybe you're onto something. Maybe. And he just sort of looks at you. It's like, it's not the stupidest thing I've heard today. Just Jeffrey looks at Logan. It's like, I, I like it. I like that idea. Were you talking to him during this whole encounter? Mm, he said a few things over the comms. So might have heard conversation if it's it has this sort of evolutionary mechanisms that would let it know that. Maybe sort of it thing. just got him because he was close. Can also, pri- could be that. Can we pry this thing off with the surgi- surgical tools you got here? Yeah, why not cut the legs? <sighs> Well, see, I, here's the problem. If this I, thing I is going wanna, to... I, I wouldn't want to kill this thing. It's, I mean, it's I kill it. clearly some sort of alien life form here. You can study it dead. <sighs> now, here's the thing I'm wondering. You, know, you can learn a lot more about something when it's still alive, though. Yeah, the thing Travis I'm wondering is... more is, important than this thing ever was. Carmi, yeah, but it's said, not killing him. Yet. Now you said that, or you said that uh, when before he got attacked, that there, he was on like some metallic platform. Uh, yeah, he said something about refined metal. It was, I, mean, I went there too, and it was, uh, it was weird. 
very weird. It was very clearly either a ship or a building of some sort. Yeah, it was some sort of structure. No, it's like out of character. Uh, So did this, is there any lore of saying that this planet was pre like used before us? No, there is, there's nothing that the company has at least told you about people being here before. Okay. So either they didn't know or they knew and they simply decided not to tell you guys. Hmm. Once again, it's above our pay grade. That's interesting. Look, I just look forward to going back there and finding a fucking space jockey. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if that's worth taking a look into, but we gotta get gotta get deal with Travis right now and get him. Hopefully we can get him at least alive. Damn right we gotta get him alive. Alright, Jules, so what do you do about the facehugger on poor Travis? I've just been letting everybody else talk it out. So the issue is is that there's two ways to asphyxiate somebody, and we can deal with one of them pretty easily and one of them not pretty easily. And I don't know what the musculature on this thing's tail is, so I don't know if I would be able to cut it off post-mortem. So I would like to put the creature to sleep, if I could. All right, um... So I will say that your surgical kit has some sort of, like, anesthetic in it that you can try injecting it into. Um, so here's the thing. We're, on, like, you know what a facehugger looks like. I'm I'm going to say 100% anybody listening to this knows what a facehugger looks like at this point. It's a facehugger. What do, where do you slip the syringe in to put this, um, to try and sedate it? Like what part of the face hugger? So I am currently googling face huggers because I yeah. don't actually know what they look like. Oh dang! The top of my head. Oh, off the like top I of sort head. of know the I sort of know the general shape of them, but I don't like have the finer points of the anatomy memorized. Right. Um. Well, I, from a cursory observation, what is the softest looking point? Let's start there. Um, probably the lung sacs, but you don't want to poke those in case, you know, this doesn't work and, uh, accidentally, you know, kill this thing that is, that would suffocate, uh, poor Travis. So probably the front bit, like the very tip where like you would consider the, the front of the creature. The bit of it mm -hmm. that is just sort of over the guy's forehead. Yeah. So... Here's the thing, as you start sliding the syringe in, um, you hear a hissing sound, and uh, when you pull back, the syringe has been melted, and, like, this green blood starts, like, yellow-green blood starts dripping out of the facehugger, and um, drips onto the floor, where it starts eating through it. And, uh, I mean... Mio goes, shit, 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 it can't breach. It cannot breach. I, I, Is that how it's supposed to work? No! Somebody make sure it doesn't get, doesn't breach the hull! Otherwise we're going to start breathing chlorine, and that's not I, good. I take it we can't just mop it up. I start grabbing um, sort of the, the metal basins that you hold surgical tools in and dropping them underneath the drip. Mm-hmm. Put extra layers of something in between um, where it's coming from and the floor. 
Yeah. Emil just runs out and for for a little while uh, to see how far it goes down. Um, so while she's gone, I will let you all do stuff. She'll come back in a couple minutes to report. All right. Uh, does it seem to be clotting? Um, yes. Okay, so the bleeding will just take care of itself in a minute. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Do I have access to sleeping gas? I may also want to tip it away so it doesn't drip onto poor guy's forehead. Yeah. Um, I don't think you would have access to sleeping gas because you're not technically supposed to be doing stuff like this here. Usually if something like this happens, you would send them to central, like you would radio ahead and send them to central, but you don't want to put him on a drone in the st- in a storm and potentially like, you know, have the storm hit the Aristotle and then crash and explode. Oh, sure. Like my first thought is we just like put this dude in a pod and fire it like 30 miles away from the rig and then just wait. <laughs> That's my first thought but I have a feeling some people would have problems with that approach, so I'm not yeah. voicing it. Yeah. Maybe just a little. There there are no hypersleep pods here anyway, is the thing. Like, the, Aristot- the Aristotle sleep- hypersleep pods were cleared out, so that way it was it could be, um, it could have more shit shoved into it. <laughs> not even, like, a hypersleep pod. I mean, just, like... Oh, a torpedo pot, pot or something? <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think people would like that. No. May as well just kill them. I'm getting that sense. Um, okay, okay, okay. I, so, I issue number after, one is the tail. We have to solve the tail. Yeah, after, after I saw it bleed acid, I kind of instinctively reached to make sure that my weapon would be easily... I don't actually pull it out, but it's like, okay, I, I realize like, I need to make sure that this is working and like like make sure that I, if something if this thing starts to move that I need to stop it immediately. So here's the problem as I see it. We can't cut the tail off because it will bleed through our patient's neck and he will die and that will defeat the entire purpose of this exercise. I do not have the tools to put it to sleep because it eats through everything I can put into it. So our safest option is to isolate this man off the rig. Our second, much less safe option is to isolate him here. But either way, I don't have any ideas off the top of my head of besides waiting this thing out, unless we are willing to hurt him. We could try, I don't know, and I turn to Lombardi, do we have a taser? Could we try tasering this beast? Um... Let me go ahead and uh, radio. Oh, oh, I was going to say, we can't. We don't have radio, do we? Yeah, we have radio. Uh, can I? Uh, you, can tr- you can communicate via radio inside the compound. You just okay. cannot get any messages out to Central or any of the other outposts. So would Joshua know if what our inventory in the armory is? Um, he would, yes. Or would it be would it be uh, Hermina or would it be uh, Otto that would know that? Um, you can you can either uh, you can call either one of them. They would both know, but Eleonora is technically uh, head the lead guard, so she Joshua would, probably, would know too. Joshua would know. Okay, uh, 
I uh, I'm gonna go talk to Otto because if I go have to go get it, then she would want to know where I went. All right. So uh, I say I radio. I'm like, Yo, Otto, you see what are you seeing down there? Everybody's in their hidey holes. Nobody's coming out. Uh, nobody's trying to come out yet. Anyway. It, wait, was it was it Eleanor the one that was with us? Uh, she was the one. She was the one who was um, who was with you in making sure everybody was uh going into their rooms. Yeah, and said you could uh, help out here. Uh, yeah. Who is who is it? Just so I can remember, who is it with that was with oh, us in the room? Emil. We ran outside to check the acid from oh, below. Okay, it was, it, yeah, it okay. was Emil. So um, okay. it would probably be better to call Joshua at this point. Okay, uh, so after rather there they call it. I'm gonna call Joshua. Hey, Joshua. Uh. Got a interesting kind of uh, quest for you. You know what's in the armory? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got the numbers right here. I didn't have a chance to drop them on my way on my way to my room. Uh, what you need? Uh, hold on. Let me. I'm gonna actually pull up the book because I'm gonna figure out. Okay, I can help out with that. Uh, um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a taser in there, isn't there? I think there is. I'm pretty sure there is. While you're checking that, I'm just going to turn to Jules and say. You know, if we if we want to really isolate them, then um, we, we could send them back down into the mine, into the the uh, anteroom to the mine. And so long as we just sort of shut down that operation for the time being, it's uh, a fair ways away from the rest of the facility. Certainly, we could outfit him with a new suit and just make sure to pump oxygen in there until the storm is passed and we can get better equipment in. Um, How so long do these storms tend to last? It's at this point, uh, Emily comes back up. She's like, okay, thank God. The blood did not eat all the way through the hull. It stopped a couple floors down. I, I kind of, while I'm on the radio, I kind of, uh, kind of nod. Okay, where are you? Thank fucking goodness. At least There's a stun baton. That's as was... far as I can tell, as, as far as, like, stunning, like, taser weapons yeah. go. Okay. And I... Yo, Joshua, you, we got stun baton. I let me take take a look. Or some um, sort of some sort of stunning device. Uh, 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 uh yeah, we've got some stun batons, non-lethal stuff in there. They tend not. Wayland Yutani doesn't tends not to like killing its own employees. I guess. Well, that's real good. Don't worry about it. But um, I'm gonna to, I'm gonna take one of those. Um, all right. Let's Thanks see. for letting me know. Okay, so would it be easier for me to go up and get one, or have someone bring it to me? The barracks Absolutely. is actually pre- the barracks is actually pretty close to the um to the medical bay, so you could in theory just go up yourself. Okay, I'll just <laughs> if you I'll... try and leave the room, I will fucking holler at you to stay here. Hold on a second, I gotta go feed my cat. I'm talking <laughs> okay. about real and life I... here. Uh, oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Um. So in that case, um, let's see, who's a person that we could actually kind of trust to bring something? Um, actually, can we get Emil to bring it in? Because maybe it might, it might be worth um, trying to keep this on the down low. Yeah. All so, right. She she nods and she goes to get I, it. I, I um, tell her, hey, if anyone asks, just ask them to radio me. I'll give you I'll give I'll let you I'll let them know what's going on. All right. Um, so she goes to get it and she comes back. She's, she was on her way. So she was passing by the, uh, the, um, the barracks 
on on her way back, and she comes back with the stun baton, and um, she goes, "Oh, and by the way, I heard you y'all talking about leaving him." in the mines. I am not leaving one of my employees in the goddamn mines. I don't care what's on is and is not on his face. It's basically a death sentence, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not. If we outfit him with a new suit and we also run an IV trip through... You really think a thing that lashes itself to his face is gonna leave him alive? This thing bleeds acid. Alright. So you would rather us sacrifice ourselves for sentimentality. I got it. Okay, cool. So we're doing this, I guess. I'm sorry you're heartless. I'm sorry you're so willing to die if this thing turns out to be dangerous or more dangerous than we think it is. It's clearly very dangerous. I still say we should fucking cave that mine. I'm actually 100% in agreement here if there's more of these things down there. All right, I'm back. Fit the cat. What's been going on? <laughs> uh, Just arguing. It has, been, it has been decided that we will not isolate this man outside of the rig. We can isolate him inside the rig. You can isolate him till the cows come home inside the rig. But I am not putting one of my workers that I have been put in charge of out of this compound for an extended period of time. I just had a thought. Hmm. Do we have his mask? Uh, yeah, you still have the helmet. It had to be split open to, right. to get off of it. But uh, yeah, you still have it. Have, how does the face look? Um, the front where it seems to have crawled in is melted. Looks like some sort of acid. But aside from that... Say, I was about to ask. Uh, I, so, does it look like it's been dissolved with acid? You just yeah. answered yes to say, okay, yes. so, uh, you know examining the mask. So this thing not only bleeds acid, but it spits its own blood as a weapon. So we cannot reasonably contain this thing in here. That or all its body fluids have some acidic qualities to them. Either way. Then we're gonna lock him down in here, okay? I'm not unless putting one of my men back into that mine until... Unless this room notice. has a force field that I am have not been briefed on, that's not going to be enough. There's not. There is not, no. Okay. We barely so, have one working elevator. What makes you think we have force fields? So, we cannot reasonably contain this creature. Did, didn't I say we could isolate it down in the mine? I'm not allowing that. Why the fuck not? Uh, you just said you're not, you just said you're not sending anybody down into the mine, so it's gonna be empty. We just put on a fresh suit, one that hasn't been melted through, so he Thank can get, get the oxygen. And you put Somebody him down there. Sense. And I'm not we're all up here. Anybody hook up an IV line to him. I am not doing this. Uh, okay. okay. As see. if whatever it is couldn't get out of the mines anyway and into here. And at least we got us a head start. I uh, I was just wondering. I'm like, does this place by any chance have a brig? Not really. No. It would be to... irrelevant anyways, unless the brig is equipped with a force field. <laughs> I'm trying to think, what is the most structurally sound area that we have? Maybe we don't need to need the medical bay or the mines. Do we have anywhere else that's more structurally thing that we can lock him in there? 
the barracks, technically, I guess, that would be the most structurally safe place in there. Also, also the most occupied. Yeah. It's, it's isn't a matter of how well built the room is. It's a matter of what the room is built out of. And if it's built out of the same material as the floor of my medic bay, then it will not be enough to contain this creature. Well, how oh. about th- how about this? You and me, we're going to sit right here until this thing either gets off his face or until the storm clears. We'll make sh- you and me, we'll make sure, take shifts watching, make sure that it does not try and escape. How's Travis doing anyway? He seems fine. He's asleep. Yeah, okay. I would have hooked him up to vitals. How, how are his vitals looking? His vitals seem fine. Like somebody kind of put out with some sort of um, like sleeping gas. But other than that, it's fine. All right. So low, uh, but sedated low so, rather than emergency low. Right. So, so I have a thought. I have a thought here. We, do we have the stun baton? Yeah, she actually. holds it up. All right. Dr. Porowski, how are you at welding? Well, uh, I've had to get a lot better since I came here, but I wouldn't call myself a professional. This shouldn't be too tricky of a job. Uh, now, out of character, I'm looking at this picture of the face hugger that Lolo posted in mm. the Discord. There is very much some space between the face hugger's arms and the person's head. So here's my thought, Doctor. I need you to construct a kind of cage that we can slip underneath its legs so that when we tase it, its legs do not crush our patient's head. This is a precautionary thing. If possible, I would in fact like like you to build it with a hinge so that we could hinge its legs open while it is stunned. So like some kind of steel headband? Essentially. A perhaps a reverse bear trap, something that goes from a closed position to an open position very quickly. From there, once we have wedged the main body off of it, we can turn him on his side, cut the tail off, then deal with the bleeding somehow, and then pull the tail off of the neck before he asphyxiates. Yeah, I think it might be a good idea to flip him over. Yeah, turn him onto his side so that the blood goes onto the slab instead of onto his neck. Also, we need to reinforce the ground underneath it, though. I mean, you saw how how much it went through. Yeah, I wonder if we're like, going to be welding. Then I I think Jeffrey should be able to do the welding. That's literally part of his job description. It, 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 whereas it is not part job. of Maxwell's. Sure. One of the things Doctor can design. Doctor Prosky can design the device, and Mister Carmine can assemble it. So, it's, it is immaterial to me how that goes down so long as it's well made. So it's good that, that we were thinking of flipping them over. One other thing to think about is that um, we got any, since uh, we've got to deal with that bleeding problem somehow, is there anything that we can put under Travis to make sure that when it bleeds, that maybe it could catch some of it? I don't no, think it, so with yeah. that tail like that. Also, that acid just tears right through anything. Yeah. yeah. Our best bet would just be to stack large amounts of material. It would still burn through it. Sure, but it would... It, the it would burn through that instead of the floor? Yeah. 
the, the acid would spend itself on the scrap rather than on the structure of our housing unit. Yeah, so if we can get some extra scrap to put under it, I recommend that maybe we do that before we start doing any sort of surgery. Yes, excellent suggestion. Let's do it. All right, so you guys spend some time getting all this together, and um, so you construct the... I just, uh, I don't seriously think that Jeffrey actually needs to be told how to make a metal band. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take this break to just sort of spend some time with the cat. Well, here's, <laughs> here's the thing. And get rid of his you stress don't, level. You don't need to, um, you don't need to do that because if, um, if you spend one turn, which is about five to 10 minutes, just calm, like trying to calm yourself down then you can just reduce the stress that way. And this is going to take more than t- five, ten minutes to take care of. Well, this together, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, a, uh, there's a rule that, like, you just spend some time calming yourself down to, um, to reduce stress. Well, how about I just say I spend that time with the cat either way? Okay, fair enough. All right, so... It's a more casual time with the cat. You get... <laughs> so you get... Uh, the the materials ready, and so Logan, you mm-hmm. fire up the stun baton, and how quickly do oh, you? Hold on, because there's mm-hmm. one other like idea that I want to make sure that we have in place. Mm-hmm. I want to get, I want to get something to cauterize the the creature's wounds. Mm-hmm. So that you know, when we cut it, we could potentially cauterize the the tail stubs. Right. Also, I would like a three thousand degree knife so that we could just plunge it into this thing's head instantly, kill it, instantly <laughs> cauterize the wound. Nah, nah, I'm not gonna. Do yeah, that. let's just fucking kill Travis while we're at it too. It comes in fire. after we cut it off, of <laughs> course. Yeah, but three thousand degree knives are so common and useful in mining. Operations. Mm-hmm. It's, it's true. I mean, we can make a three thousand degree knife. We just either have to way, run a sufficiently high up. electrical current. Either way, it. either way, you get all this ready. So, Logan, how how slowly do you um put the stun baton uh, up to up to this thing? Uh, considering that I have no idea how this, I'd imagine that I'm doing a little bit of hesitation. Mm-hmm. And try and make sure that I just don't jam it in because I also don't want to make sure that it's only touching the creature and not Travis. Mm-hmm. So Let fairly it, then, slowly. Fairly slowly, yes. Alright, so um, as you start slowly putting this thing, uh, putting the, the stun baton up to it, it tightens the its tail tightens the grip on Travis more and the vital signs start just going haywire. Um, this thing is clearly knows that you're trying to do something to it and it is uh it is making sure that you don't it is willing to kill travis in order to prevent you from doing this that's you maybe should back off yeah i think i think we back off but then it's also i'm actually now unholstering my gun and putting it to a place where i can have easy access to it all right when it is clear that you are no longer threatening it with electricity um, eventually the vital signs stabilize. The tail slackens a little bit so that air can flow uh, freely again. And you're back where you started at square one. Okay, so this needs to be done, like, instantly. You cannot hesitate. 
we all have to we all have to do an operation here. You have to hit it. It needs to be pried off. It needs to be cut off. The tail needs to be removed. How do we even know one, electricity two, three, is gonna? How do we even know that electricity is gonna work on oh this thing the God. same way? And if we move too fast, then its blood is gonna splash everywhere, including on us. That and that's too. not something I want to happen. Also, it was clearly threatening Travis. If we do anything, really, it will crush his windpipe. I can fix a crushed windpipe. I've fixed a lot worse than that. I'm putting my foot down right now as foreman. I'm willing to stay here and watch over him, make sure this thing doesn't escape if somebody else is, if somebody else is willing to take the other shift. I mean, I'll take the other shift. Thank I you, am Jeffrey. Ca- I am categorically against leaving this thing alone. I am noting your category. I am noting the, your your uh, displeasure, and I am choosing to fucking ignore it. I'm not. Th- I am not sacrificing this man's life I- to this thing. We're just going to sit here. We're going to wait for the storm to pass, and we will send him to Central, where they have better things to handle this sort of shit. All right, Miss Foreman. Let me ask you, if you are so willing to allow this thing to just sit here and do whatever it is it is doing to this man, because we don't know that electricity will do anything to it, could I pose the question to you, how do you know that whatever operation it's performing on this man will not kill him outright? I don't. Because, so... But it's better than, it's better than trying to, electro- to electrocute this thing and having it kill this... This poor man. If it wanted this man dead, it would he would be dead. Thank you, Maxwell. This thing, whatever it is, whatever it's doing, is clearly striving to keep him alive. But it clearly doesn't care if he dies. Because it will kill him. I would rather leave it alone and keep the and keep Travis alive than try and do something to have it kill him. Well, you, you'll note. How do we know actually, it's not in the process of killing it in the moment? That when you attempt maybe it's using, it, maybe it's using him for food. His you, you'll note, though, it, it reacted different to different stimulus. When you stabbed it with a needle, it um, it didn't react. Uh, it, the, the blood spilled out, but that's an automatic reaction. It, it did not strengthen its grip on its neck. Only when you approached it. With electricity, did it attempt to do that? Only when we tried to pry off the legs, did it try and squeeze his neck. This thing, however intelligent it may or may not be, has a priority. Its priority priority is its own life, but its second priority is this man's life. Which, if it is a parasite, as it appears to be, would make sense. Because no, its second priority is staying attached to him. And by staying attached to him, it, it has specifically developed organs there that are pumping air into this man's lungs. They, that is a very specialized kind of function. That is not something that a, uh, that a predator could or would do. This is the kind of parasite that wants its subject to be alive for as long as possible. So as long as possible, it's, going, it's not indefinitely, though. No, but it may be but long enough that the storm will lift. Is the thing. It may be long enough that the storm will lift, and then we can move on to do 
someplace else, someplace that actually does have a bunch of mechanical arms that can grab all the legs and the tail at once and pull it off. We just don't have the equipment here to deal with this thing fast enough. I mean, we might. You're all just unwilling to try. You're right. I am unwilling to try because we don't have the equipment necessary to do that. Central does. So, guess what? Categorically, I'm- don't know if what, if what we have if what we have is enough or not. And we're we're not like some sort of staffed hospital or anything. We're not central. Like we have very little. This is a mining operation. This Nowhere. man had broken a leg. I imagine we've got the right stuff for it, but this is kind of beyond what you've got here. I know you're new and you haven't been through the whole inventory, but I've been here long enough. I've been fixing the equipment here long enough. I don't think we've got enough. Not not enough that's fast enough. Because this, this thing, so long as it's got its little leg around his neck, it's going to be faster at it than we are as humans. Now, if we could rig a mother up and get it enough limbs, I could do something. They don't like us gutting the mothers on the drones. Doesn't let the drones get back, so that is out of the question. So, looks like we're just going to... Looks like me and Jeffrey going to sit right here, watch this thing, and make sure it doesn't do anything funny. And Miss Austin, or excuse, excuse me, and Austin... If you have a problem with that, I invite you to go jump in a fucking lake. I turn. I turn to the foreman. I look her square in the eye and I say, I hope when this thing detaches from his face, it goes for you next. She shrugs, pulls up a chair, sits, and watches Travis. Hey, Logan, could you be a pal and also uh, phone phone auto and just let her know that we need a guard detail as well yeah i am not letting this thing live a second without something making sure that it's something right something can take this thing down instantly from a distance i really do not want to end travis's life but i will do it if it if i have to and i and i basically should, should we bring the guards in to kind of let them get up to speed. It's a bit crowded in here, but uh, if as long as some people leave, that's it. Maybe just bring an auto so she can brief them. Yeah, there's one fewer person in there already. I am collecting all of the most important items I can and removing them from the room. All I'm right, going fair to enough. Set up an emergency medical station somewhere else. Okay. So it yeah. Might be a- might be a good idea to let the whole staff know what's happened here. Let them see if uh, they want to see, but otherwise I at least just tell them. I don't want to worry them too much, but yeah, you're don't probably worry. right. You called it general know, quarters I quarantine. Know. I you know. might as well tell them why. I, I, If you had let me finish, I was going to explain, yes, okay, so fine. Um, My, it, and I, I kind of interject. The only thing is, though, they figure out that there is a giant hole that someone fell in, that there isn't some alien walking around that can latch on the people's faces. I'd imagine that would be a lot more panic inducing than if we said something that's like, okay, we have a slight leakage of something, or there's we've noticed something that might spread. So stay in your quarters. 
and just let only the key people know about this, the key details. I'll let, I'll get Lorenzo and I guess a couple other miners, let them know that we're going to be doing a detonation down in that mine shaft, cut, cut it off. And then after that, we'll let the, we'll let everybody know. So, Jeffrey, yeah. I guess you have first watch. I guess I do. Rest up, then. Um, I kind of... Uh, it, is Max going to still be in the room? No, I'm, I'm heading back to my own thing. I've got an idea, but I'll let you go first. Uh, I, I kind of radio... Kind of, like, radio uh, Hermina and Otto um, that they should get down here and just get a... Kind of brief them on what we've seen. Yep. All right. They are freaked the fuck out, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> um, it's and fine. I kind of when they're in the room, it's like, all right. Um, they've tried to figure out something, uh, but we cannot. There is no way to get this thing off. Uh, we don't know if this thing's just going to die on Travis or eventually kill him. But what we do know is that when this thing gets off, this thing bleeds acid. It needs to die, and it needs to die fast. What do we have in the armory? Acid? What the fuck? The yeah. fuck is that thing? Acid? All right, I don't um, know what it is. And it's acid that tears through metal. Yeah. Um, well, we've got some shotguns. We've got some assault rifles. Uh, and yes, Logan, the rumors are true. We do have a fucking flamethrower down there. Why is there a flamethrower? Why? <laughs> Crowd control. There's, there's limited oxygen, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely controls a crowd when you don't give them oxygen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, well, either... So let's see. We have a shotgun that would be like, least likely to uh, pierce the hull. Though it's going to pierce the thing. Um, actually, all of the weapons are smart-linked, and if you shot them at a, uh, oh, right. at a wall that would that it would penetrate it would just simply would right, not right, right right yep. um so let's just take a quick thing we because i'm trying to think of like what we have done to pierce it because to think about okay what do we have and what can pierce it all right so um you guys do that for a couple hours um you do hear a rumbling below as the uh as the mine shaft is closed off and uh and then Emil tells everybody you know hey we've got this thing but don't worry um it like the thing is it's been contained everything's done um so it's about four hours later uh who wants I, to be oh, oh yeah that, that's right max I, wanted to do something yep. yeah yeah this thing clearly does not like electricity. So just in case, I'm going back up to my lab. I'm getting up to those spare parts I was going to use to build a gas refining machine. And I'm going to try and build a taser glove. All right. Um, building a thing. Building a thing. I That would probably... I'm... Debating between Comtech and heavy machinery. Mm. It's yeah, light no. machinery. Yeah, yeah. Real Comtech for me then. All right. Nope. Wow. I want, this, I want this to happen. Okay. I'm pushing. All right. All right. Okay. So, 
Yeah, you managed to um barely uh you're barely able to do it. It doesn't have as much like voltage as the um as the stun baton does, but it does Actually, have hmm? do a stunt too, so I can do a stunt. Oh, okay. I would like to give this a plus one modification to a later skill roll relating to this one, i.e. when I use this. All right. Yeah, so um, let me look up the stats on the uh, on the stun baton. Also, why does one of the why is one of the dice yellow? Uh, that's the stress, stress dice. dice. Stress dice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yep. I just added it before the reroll this time. Yeah. Um. Let me see here. What is the stun baton's stats? So you get extra a- dice when you are stressed out, but you run the chance of freaking the fuck out. Yep. Um. So. I would say that the stun baton has a bonus of plus one, a damage of zero, or the stun glove you have, ha- rather, uh, has a bonus of plus one, damage of zero, uh, ranged of engaged, weight of nothing, cost, that doesn't matter, and um, the comments are stun effect and power supply three. So I'd, I'd be willing to say that for just retrofitting this, it's probably got fewer... Uh, uses yeah yeah so that's that's why i'm saying it's power supply three as opposed to five because the stump baton has five. Oh, okay yep um, that is modified yep so uh so yeah you have that so it's about four hours later like i said who wants to be on watch and if nobody wants to be on watch it will be uh emil i mean i thought i was still on watch i mean you can be if you want to be on watch four hours later Mm, I mean, it's been a long fucking day, actually. Jeffrey is gonna call it here for now and sleep up before the next shift. Alright, so, um... So, the four of you, all four of you, get a uh, ping on the radio. It's like, and it's... Guys, it's Emil. Uh, the situation's changed, I think? What happened? Well, it got off... And it ain't moving. Is it? Is it dead? There's a beat of silence. It's like, well, I'm poking it with a pencil and it's not doing anything, so I'm assuming it's dead. I mean, should you have been poking? You know what? I'll take your word for it. I trust you. And I, I don't know too much about these readings, but Travis looks fine. He's still asleep, but he looks fine. I, I'm, I'm gonna come over there immediately. All right. Yeah. Uh, Travis is sound asleep, but yeah, the, the face hugger is off of his body and it is like on the floor beneath the, uh, stretcher, um, and just completely motionless. Just let out a sigh of relief. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, quarantine's over. Um, so I, I guess we're done here. He just brings Emily into a powerful hug. Okay, all right. She uh she hugs you, and she. It's kind of surprising that the uh, the hug is all just as powerful in return. Good. No, this is how it should be. <laughs> I'm. Oh, thank God he's fine. Yeah. Thank. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um. So. Uh. All right, everybody, get back to work. I guess. Well, watch Travis. Make sure he wakes up. 
So what just happened? Uh, the facehugger died and is now no longer attached to him. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's that simple. All right. Time to go pass out again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, so that's how that works. Yeah. So, um, so Max, there's an interesting fact. It's dead. Oh shit. Uh, has anybody told uh, Jules yet? Nah, I mean, I I got everybody on the radio all at the same time. Jules hasn't replied. Hey, Jules, did you hear? It's fucking dead. Fuck off. Sour winner, apparently. Or sour loser, apparently. Just hear Jeffrey chuckle on the comms. (laughs) All right, if you... (laughs) Well, uh, Max is going to go find her and talk to her and try try to convince her to at least um, perform an autopsy on this thing. Okay. As as well as possible with its blood. All right. So uh, you cut out there for a, li- a little bit. What what were you doing with it? I was c- going to find Jules to uh, talk her into oh, conducting then. an autopsy on the the face hugger. All right. All right. All right. So back into my med bay. Bring everything back in. Mm-hmm. So. First things first, what did it have over his face? I turned the damn thing upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you turn it upside down, there's, like, a big fleshy, like, opening, and you can see sort of like a tube. Uh, is it... Are there any excretions? Um, it... Aside, aside from, like... I don't think there is anyway um anything but like when you cut it open uh it looks I like, do not cut oh, it open I'm not putting okay. <laughs> I'm not going to get acid going around here All right um no there's no sec- there's no secretions it looks like right? maybe like uh, forceps I, and tweezers yeah to avoid cutting the flesh essentially uh it's, I'm specifically wondering if like the tube in the middle of this hole that's running into the greater body, mm-hmm. is it? Does it appear to be like lubricated? Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I would like to. I assume it's not a difficult ask to get a long, thin metal rod. Nope. I, I, will, here. I will feed that into the hole. All right. Uh, you feed it in. It does not hiss with any sort of uh, with any sort of acid burning. So you can assume. So you can probably rightfully assume that the acid is now inert since this creature is dead. Huh. That's a bizarre chemical reaction. All right. Time to cut it open then. All right. And when you cut no, it open, you see the thing that I mentioned. Yeah, and I imagine an acid that strong wouldn't be powerful for very long. Quickly neutralize itself, just touching anything. Yep. And when you uh, when you cut it open, you see the picture I linked in the Discord. It is the scene from Aliens where they are dissecting a facehugger and like talking and like poking around at its innards and stuff. Sure, sure. It looks like there's a bunch of like dark brown sacks. Mm-hmm. I would like to cut those open. All right, yeah. Um, 
I, I don't know anatomy of a facehugger that much. So you like, you'd start cutting shit open. Um, after a while, uh, I am specifically looking for digestive tracts and reproductive organs. There doesn't seem to be any digestive tracts actually. Um, and there appears to be something that uh, would look somewhat like a um, a reproductive organ, uh, like some sort of egg sac, but there's no eggs in it. Oh, goody. An ovipositor. Okay. So this mm-hmm. is a cloaca. I love it. Okay, so we have an empty egg sac, and we have a man that this thing was attached to for several hours. I don't like the what those two facts sum up to. Internal parasites now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do I have a means of examining the inside of Travis's digestive tract? I would say no, because that is not the sort of thing you would be working on here. That is the sort of thing Central would be handling. You think there'd be at least, to- an, at least a portable x-ray machine, though? Mm, that's that's pretty strong, because broken bones would not be an uncommon thing here, I True. would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, so you have a way of looking at... The hmm? ion storm might be, like, screwing yeah, x-rays in particular. Yeah. Like, of all the machinery in your lab that is not functioning now during the ion storm the x-ray machine would probably be giving you big, blank blurs. Well, it doesn't hurt to try. Yeah, it just gives you big, blank blurs. Great. Super. I love it. Okay. Um, it's around the time you're x-raying uh, Travis that he's that his eyes start fluttering open. <clears throat> Hi, welcome back. An uh, alien monster hey. has laid eggs inside of you. Please don't move. What? No bedside manner you got there, Doc. I'm used to people (laughs) who have been shot a lot. We kind of need to make it clear that they shouldn't be what they should and shouldn't be doing. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah, uh, they're right. No, but I I feel fine. I feel great, actually. That's fine. You're you're an egg sack. It it wants to keep you healthy until you give birth. Please don't move, or I will sedate you. Uh, If we had a cryo uh, sleep pod down here, we could stuff him in that and then not have to worry about it. Do we have any castor oil on this rig? Basically, I would like to try and make Travis vomit. Uh, sure, we'll say that you have castor oil, that's fine. If not All castor right. oil, then probably an emetic. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Drink this. And then uh, go stand over the sink. Alright. I, I give him a bucket. Alright. He drinks it and then he violently vomits. Is there anything of note in the vomit? Uh no. But you I, also you also don't know what you're looking for. Also, I'd like to point out the great visual image of someone who has just been under sedation for eight minutes having these two just in about five minutes try and do all sorts of various things. 
Look, I don't know what the sort of hatch time on these eggs are going to be. Need to work fast. But yeah, he uh, uh, he he threw up in the sink, and there's nothing weird of note. But you also don't know what you're looking for in the bucket. Oh, well, in the bucket, right? Right. <laughs> right. Well, literally anything. Literally yeah. anything out of the ordinary is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like What's an alien. The is how recently he ate an alien fetus. How about mm-hmm. that? Is nope. there one of those in the bucket now? Nope. Nope. Okay. None of those. Nope. Just whatever what? him and Jeffrey ate. Yep. I kind of figured as much, though. If it if it were easy to go in, then it would be easy to come out. But that sucker was on him for hours. Sure. So it probably injected the egg immediately and then masked the entrance to the stomach while the egg was bonding to the stomach lining. That's my right. first thought. All right. Well, it might uh, have real- just... Um, pushed it through the stomach actually into the real intestines quick, use, real quick i'm gonna use jeffrey to uh to to do something real jeffrey's character sheet to do something real quick um can one of you roll me observation please oh i can do it uh, my observation what? is three my observation is eight. Oh, hit it this is my thing uh, you can't actually. <laughs> so, hold on one second. I've got I've got that labeled. I've got that marked down. So I need you to roll me a D6, please. Jesus Christ, what are your rolls, Bob? <laughs> I don't know, but somehow this seems fitting. I can't believe you rolled one on like ten dice. Oh, well, awesome. But yes. Okay, so three. Uh you're fine. You're good. <laughs> So, yeah, um, so basically the way panicking works is you roll a d6 and add your stress level, but on a result of one to six, you keep it together. So you're, right. so, right. yeah, so, um, it's so too late for you to, four, but it's still fine. Yeah. yeah, you're still fine. Um, so neither of you notice as you're inspecting the vomit and like talking amongst each other. Um, just, just for the record, there is a panic button on my character sheet. So you can ask for that. Specifically, cool. Um, Do I not have Do I not have the opportunity to roll this as well? Do Do we not have two sets of eyes in the room? I mean, if you want to, go ahead. I would like to. Yes. Yep. That's three successes. Oh shit! Wait. Um, Okay. Let me. No, 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 no. So they meant three points in observation, but forgot to include wits because they're Uh, mashed together. Okay. Okay. All right. Sure. you still had one more dice than me. One more die. Yeah. Uh, where's the fucking observation skill so I can look up what the stunts do? More, in fact, because I, I'm stressed out a little well, bit. Uh-huh. That does count in my favor, unless I roll exactly what I just rolled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, success. You are able to make out what it is and whether or not it looks like a threat. The exact information you get is up to the GM. So let's start there. Uh, no, I was just rolling to because um, fucking Travis was trying to sneak his way out. Oh, while you guys were distracted, looking at vomit and uh, and talking amongst each other, I I grasp this man's arm and say, "I will sedate you if you do not sit down and this- stop doing anything." 
Which is great, because Travis is probably much stronger than you, you fucking uh, nerd. Yeah, actually. Um, Travis goes, no, get off! I need to get to... We're throwing a party for Jeffrey! <laughs> like, it's... It's a surprise, but, like, everybody there, down there likes him. We, we managed to smuggle in some cake and everything. That's great. I'll have them bring you up some stuff. We can pipe it in over the radio. You're not leaving this room. Uh, party's, the party's in a week anyway, you... You haven't no, been out that no. long. It's thro- we're throwing it to dick. No, we're throwing it like we're throwing it. Throwing s- shit. There's been a quarantine, and you're why? <sighs> Get in here. It's at this point he sighs, moves to go uh, sit down, and uh, he pushes. He pushes Jules down. Um, the one success. Uh, he's he pushes her, uh, them onto their ass and just runs. I immediately get on my comms. Attention all personnel, Travis Vandekoeft has has forced his way out of the infirmary. He currently has an infection of unknown virility. Detain him and return him to the medical bay immediately. Actually, before he gets away, I would like to say that I did not expect to use this on a human, but I would like to taser him (laughs) as he tries Uh, to run past me. All right, um, go ahead and roll combat. Roll with my taser, God. which gets an extra plus one because of my stunt. Mm-hmm. Son <laughs> of a bitch. He pushes right past you. Um, Would you and... like to push? <laughs> uh, not this time. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah, he put, so, yeah, he, he manages to run, and uh, everybody is, like, really confused. And, um, and... Uh, I radio over the comms, that exact yep, you radio, message. You radio, yep, yep. radio over the comms, and uh, so he manages to, like, avoid everybody, and he's like, he's like, Jeffrey, 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 they say that, like, this thing, the thing laid eggs in me? What the fuck, man? That, that, that just sounds you know, stupid. You, <coughs> like, what, what the fuck, man? <coughs> you alright? No, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I repeat, Travis Vandercroft has an infection of unknown virility. Return him to the bay immediately. For for like a half second, I was thinking, I'm like, okay, what? Okay. For- <laughs> <laughs> so, so it looks like he's fine for a second, and then his coughing gets worse. Soon, he's doubling over and coughing into like his waist, and people just start staring at him and asking if he's all right. And then almost as soon as the concern is out of people's mouths, it takes for a turn for the worse. Uh, Travis just, like, goes rigid and screams in pain, and then he, like, turns and falls onto his back, and people are, like, he's, like, seizing. People suspect that he has a seizure. Um, and so somebody's like, quick, quick, get a fucking, like, get something for him to bite down on! Uh, and as, like, people are scrambling, um, he just keeps shaking violently and what happens next makes everyone jump back in surprise as his back arches and crimson globs just appear without any warning in his work clothes he screams in horrible ear-splitting pain and you all can hear it now something inside him is ramming against his ribcage over and over you hear the snap of bone faster and faster until the final horrendous crunch of his chest cavity bursting open Blood splattering right across your face, Jeffrey. And what you see before you is so utterly baffling that you almost forget that you're drenched in your friend's blood. The first thing you notice is the color of his skin. A horrible jaundiced yellow. 
the second thing is that as it looks around the room, everyone is too shocked and scared to do anything to see, uh, now at it, is that it has no eyes. No eyes and horrible, sharp, metal-looking teeth. And its ovular head is po- is poking out and covered in Travis's blood. It makes a terrible growling noise, and before anyone can react, it leaps out, the creature's body almost snake-like, with two stubby little points for arms, and it crawls into an air duct and slithers away. It's in the outpost. And now you have no idea where. <laughs>